Hi. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. You're like, hi. I was going to say, sometimes I feel like the intro is really long. <laughs> and then I forgot that we were about to start recording and I was like, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't talk down the podcast <laughs> while we're on the podcast. I'll say whatever I want about it when we're not uh, recording. recording. Yeah. True. Hi, Michaela. And hi. hello, audience. And welcome back hi, to audience. another exciting episode of Okay, Hear Me Out. Okay. Hear me out. You know, we never actually say that. I know. I said I that in the last... we need to start doing that. Yeah, we need to start introducing our podcast. Because how are people going to know what they're listening to? And also what the topic is. Yeah, I mean, like, we never we actually never do topic. have a topic. Yeah. I think my throat is still recovering from last week's hot sauce adventures. See, and I'm like... I think I'm a hot sauce connoisseur now. Like, I'm all about watching hot ones. I'm watching all these pansies eating their hot sauce, and I'm just like, you don't know. They know. <laughs> the but. whole week I've just been like, ugh. <laughs> Mind you, I shouldn't be having hot sauce, so that makes sense. Do you have allergies to it? Remember my throat issue? Yeah. That. Oh, so that's like you actually should not be having hot sauce? Like, hot sauce to the extent of, like, my mouth is burning, like that. Yeah. Probably not the best. But, like, I still will dabble in the hot sauces. Yeah. Like, dabble in the sin, you yeah. know? But I need to watch how much I have, because then I can't... You're just going to wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to be putting little <laughs> dabs of hot sauce on your tongue in your sleep. I wonder what would happen if I, if I did that to you. If you dabbed hot sauce in my sleep? Yeah. Probably panic. Would you wake up? Probably panic. Yeah, I think I would probably wake up. Maybe. I don't know. Let's test it out. Okay. Can you vlog it? Sure. Okay. Will you post it on the socials? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll make sure that I start wearing pajamas from now on. (laughs) 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 We still haven't figured out how to make the, um, the, what's it called when they pixelate things? The censoring pixels? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm still not 100% sure how to do the pixelated uh, censoring. So, um, just wear bottoms, please. (laughs) Right. Or blankets. I think the listeners are going to start thinking that I just like live in a cardboard box within your apartment. <laughs> he, and honestly, he has his own room. Kind of. But it's funny though, because I never know when you're home or when you're not home. Like when you come home from work? Mm-hmm. Like I never know when you've gone to sleep. Oh, if no one's here, like if I am staying home alone, I am an early to bed like, um, I think last night, uh, I went to bed at mm, 11 o'clock hmm. and like was just done, like done <laughs> with the world. Last night, I didn't think you were home. So <laughs> I just kind of like was standing in the living room and I was like, you know, you're not home. And then I heard you move. And I was like, oh, he's home. Cause I was going to turn all the lights on. It's a good thing. Oh, you can always turn the lights on. Or were you going to use Siri and, like, turn on the lights? No. I was just going to... You're going to do it, like, old school way? Oh, old school. Like, with a flip of the switch? Yeah. Flip of the switch! It's like that song, Flick of the Wrist. My my Google in my room decided it didn't want to work anymore. Your so Google in your room is lazy. All of my lights are not connected anymore. I had it on a system, and my room was really nice. Like, it had a vibe to it. And, um... The, like I have like a lantern over my bed and it would turn on. Now it doesn't. 
It doesn't listen to me anymore. So. Okay, but here's the thing about like technology like this, okay? Yeah. When you can have it work and have it work correctly, it's beautiful. It's fun. It's a vibe. You're having a great time. Mm-hmm. When it's not working, it's just like going in and resetting everything up. I'm like, can't be bothered. Well, you know what? I guess the, we don't have lights anymore. That's the issue is like, I don't know how to go back in and change it because it's still all there. It just doesn't connect. So I'm like, I don't know how to reset all this. I don't remember how I did it the first time. So I'm like, just got to jujul it. Just got to jujul all that stuff. Now my Google's like, sorry, I don't understand. (laughs) He's been like that for like three months. (laughs) Can I tell you a horror story about um, Alexa, which is like Google technically? Yeah. Um, Okay. So I was listening to a podcast today. Okay. And in this podcast, uh, it was called, what's the podcast called? It's um, Morbid. That's what it's called. And they just talk about, like, all different kinds of true crime, ghostly stories, whatever. But they also have this one where they have listeners write in their stories. And I'm totally Mm -hmm. stealing one of the stories because I was like, that's creepy. And I was biking home and it was still daylight and I was still creeped out. Like, it was this. (laughs) So, let me just delicately clear my throat okay so i don't have it written down i don't have like all the details right now but i'm just gonna oh no like, is this another one of our we don't actually know what we're talking about when we start talking about it kind of don't come I trust at you me. Okay, you don't cool. have any facts though so you can kind of you can change it and i wouldn't even know yeah okay so here's here's a story so this person wrote in to this uh podcast and the uh title of it was like witchy business in the family and it was this woman, and she was uh, writing in about how her, uh, it's her and her mom and her cousins, like all female, uh, her grandma, her great grandma, like all those people, like mm. all the women in the family have like this, this witchy essence to them, where okay. they all kind of like, they see things, they have visions, they have like almost like a sixth sense, maybe even a seventh sense. Uh, where they can just like interconnect with each other. And it's really strange. Like nobody can actually pinpoint like when it's happening, but a couple of these stories that they told were this. So the one that she started it off with was um, one night she had a dream that her house was burning down. And like, this was like a family house. Like everybody kind of like, like the grandparents lived in it and then they moved out and then her mom bought the house. And so like technically the entire family has lived in this house at some way. So they all know what the house looks like on the inside. So she wakes up in the middle of the night from this awful nightmare that her house was burning and that like it started in this room and it, and it spread to another room. And so she woke up and the next morning she goes to her mom and she's like, mom, I had the worst nightmare last night. And her mom goes, me too. I want to tell you about mine first before I forget. And she's like, okay, weird. Okay, wow. So her Wait, mom goes, I had, a, I had a dream that our house was on fire. And she's like, what? She's like, I had a dream the house caught on fire and it specifically started in this room and it went to another room and it just went on from there. And she's like, that's so weird, mom. I had the exact same dream, like to the T and they're like, that's so strange. Like we got to like, this is kind of like a connection thing. Like they're kind of excited that they had this dream, but mm. uh, they didn't expect it to come to fruition or anything like that. But so um, the mom calls her sister, the girl's auntie and was like, get this. Um, my daughter, Bethany, we'll call her Bethany had (laughs) this dream. (laughs) Hey, Bethany, (laughs) Bethy. Bethy. Um, and she's like, uh, Bethany had a dream last night that 
uh, our house caught on fire and it started in this room and like specifically saying like that it started in a room and that it went to another room. And she's like, and before her mom could say, and the weirdest part is that I had the same dream. Her auntie cut her off and said, I had the exact same dream last Mm. night. And she's like, what? I had that dream too. So now you have three of them. And they're like, this is so strange. And I guess like they were planning like a family gathering later that day. Like they were going to go over to their grandparents' house and like have a good old time. And so they're like planning on telling their grandma or Bethany's grandma, the mom's mom, mm-hmm. about this story about how all three of them had this dream. And so when they were getting ready to go over there, um, she was calling her mom to say like, like Bethany's grandma, they were calling her to tell her that uh, we're on our way. We're going to, um, we're all ready to go. Like expect us at your place in about 10 minutes. And her mom goes, okay, but I have to tell you something. I had a really strange dream last night that your house caught on fire and it started in this room. Can you make sure that everything's unplugged? And she's like, what? And she's like, oh my God, I, I had that dream last night. Bethany had that dream last night. Uh, Asmeralda, the auntie had that dream. I don't know. So, and she's like, so all three of them. The mom, the auntie, the grandma, and, and the daughter. Sorry, yeah. all four of them had the exact same dream about the exact same issue oh. with the house starting on fire in the same room. And it was like the weirdest thing. And it reminded me of you with your sister yeah. dream. But then, so this is the horror story about um, about Alexa, okay? Because there's a... I'm just going to go ahead and tell it. And is this part of the it. same story? Yes. Oh, okay. It's the same witchy business in the family. There was more stories that she told, but these are the only ones that I thought were cool. Um, so anyways, she, this, uh, Bethany has school and, uh, she's like a college student. So she has class at like 10 o'clock, like that, that kind of thing. And, um, she has to commute. And so she goes to school and at like two o'clock in the afternoon, when, when classes are out, she gets a text message from her mom saying, why did you leave all the lights on and the music on so loud? And she's like, that's really strange. When are you talking about? And she's like, this morning. And uh, Bethany's like, "Um, I had school this morning. And like, Bethany was saying that she always makes sure that like um, her appliances in the bathroom are always unplugged because she has a fear of house fire starting from like the hair straightener, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and she wakes up to an alarm on her phone. So therefore there's no reason for music to be playing. Also, by the time she leaves for school, it's light out. So because class starts at 11, she's commuting in whatever, there's no reason to turn lights on. So she says to her mom, she's like, uh, I didn't do that. And then she gets home or the mom gets home and she's frantic she's like we need to throw out the alexa and she's like that's really strange i don't understand why you have an issue with alexa maybe you're having a midlife crisis no, i'm just joking <laughs> she's like um okay why and she goes remember this morning when i told you that you that you left on the music and all the lights and she goes yeah she goes well i asked alexa to play back the um the recording of people saying commands Right? You can do that? I guess so. I didn't know this. <gasps> oh, God, I should have Googled no. this first. This is the part of our podcast where we don't have any background information. So anyways, 
she gets the playback from Alexa. And halfway through the afternoon, she heard a gravelly man's voice go, Alexa, play music. (gasps) And that's the story. Oh my God. Isn't that twisted? I want to know if you can actually play back commands. I mean, I think you should be able to. If they're recording us at all times, we should be able to hear what we sound like. Oh, that's so creepy. I know. Oh, God. That was the worst, but also good story. I like that, Mike. Thanks. Oh, I have a question, though. The house never burned down? No, that was another thing that they said was like, not all of their visions come to fruition. Uh, but there was one story that she gave that did come to fruition. It was mm-hmm. um, her mom was brushing do her tell. teeth. Yeah, do tell, do, do tell. tell. Um, so her mom was in the washroom brushing her teeth one night. And her brother was in another room because they had like a powder room for uh, a nighttime bathroom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and a powder room is just like a toilet and a sink yeah. and a door. Ooh, they're fancy. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, they rich. <laughs> they got doorknobs too or what? <laughs> that doorknob got a lock. Hmm. Uh, and so her mom is, so her, her little brother is a toddler, like two years old, and he's in the bathtub. And uh, her mom goes to the powder room to brush her teeth before bed. Mm. And uh, this room doesn't have like any windows and it's like a single light bulb kind of room. Like it's a very old, timely kind of powder room and uh her mom was just brushing her her teeth just like not really paying attention to anything you know when you're just like glossed over and you're like okay i'm going to bed soon yeah and so um she's she's standing there brushing her teeth and all of a sudden she has like this this like real life vision where like right in front of her she can see her son who's in the next room having a bath um walking out onto the busy street, like into traffic. And for some reason like this just like triggered her to move. And she like bolted out of the washroom, down the stairs, out the front door or uh, into the, into the foyer kind of area where she saw her son bare naked out of the bathtub, reaching for the door handle. Wow. Yeah. It was like, First of all, why is your two-year-old son alone in the bathtub? But Also, you know, why is he all of a sudden going out into the street? I mean, kids are weird. Weird kid. I mean, I did some weird stuff as a kid. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> Has anything like that weird ever happened to you? Like weird um, deja vu like, almost? Kind of. And like, I don't know, like weird dreams that not necessarily came true or anything, but like. I have reoccurring nightmares. Yeah? Like what? Tell me. Do tell. (laughs) (laughs) Do tell. Um, I have this one dream. I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. But it happened again recently. But this time it was different. There was more. So I'm in like this old uh, private investigator type of movie kind of like everything's kind of like a brownie tone mm. you know like clearly somebody was smoking in the office and everything just kind of got that brown tinge to it and there's for some reason people start chasing me and I just know that they're chasing me and so I am like 
running up these like old wooden stairs and they're kind of like, um, like four stairs up and then turn right four stairs up and then four stairs up, four stairs like that way. And Mm -hmm. they kind of like go in a swirl upwards and I get to the top floor where there's another door where it's like that frosted glass that like, you know, where you have the writing on where it says office or like principal, like that kind of thing. So I run into that office and I stand behind the door and I wait for them to come look in the room and then leave. And these people come up, up the stairs and they open the door and they look, but then they close the door while they're in the room and they see me behind the door. And in most of the nightmares, like in all of the reoccurring so far, they have shot me and I, and I die in my sleep. Um, Weird. Yeah. I and die in your sleep. I know. That's what I thought too. But the weird thing is that when I get shot and I die in my sleep, I get like where, where the bullet enters, I get like this really strange, like warm pressure and, it, and like the warmth kind of spreads and everything just kind of like does that, um, you know, like 007 where they shoot at the beginning of the movie and the blood comes down the screen. Yeah. Well, that kind of happens. Everything goes black. I feel the pressures, the heat, and then it, everything kind of does that red thing and it gets darker Weird. and darker of a red. But this time in the last recent days that I had this nightmare, they didn't shoot me. They stabbed me, <sighs> but they stabbed me in the rib cage And then I kind of just like go out of body experience and I enter like somebody else and I'm, and it comes to like the investigation part of it where I'm looking down at my body and I can see my stab wounds and I can see me as a dead person. And it's so, it's the weirdest. Yeah. It's a weird one, but I've probably had that nightmare like at least 15 times. Have you ever looked up what it meant? I don't want to. Well, too bad. Let's see what it means to get <laughs> shot and die. Well, we're surprising you today, Michael <laughs> Jenkins. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's look up dream meanings. Okay. See, I don't really dream very often, but I think that's just because I'm um, sleep deprived. So my body is like, we don't have the energy to dream right now. <laughs> well, isn't like dreaming, uh, I think it's like when you're going into a, into your sleep before you hit REM. That's where you're doing the most dreaming because your brain activity is, um, is at its height. And then mm-hmm. you get into your deep sleep, which is REM, and then everything just kind of smooths out. And then when you start waking up in the morning, you come back out of REM and you enter that brain activity stage. Maybe I don't have any brain activity. <laughs> Do you dream a lot? Yeah. And you like remember a lot of them? Yeah. And I have a lot What's of, wrong with me? I have a lot of dreams that I can control. Oh, see, I can't really control that. Like I'll have dreams where, I'm, where I'll be like, oh no, this is totally a dream. And I'll like be able to control it. Like I'm like, I'm going to start flying and I'll just like focus on flying. Cool. Yeah. How come I don't dream like that? Maybe you're not special. Maybe you're not gifted. Maybe I should like take one of those, like, like to have like one of those brain smoothies or something for a good bed. You know, just, like put something in it that's like good for your brain. Is that a thing? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but like you can get powders and stuff that are like. Oh, I thought fish know. oils would have been that. Oh, I could take fish oil. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. I got distracted. Okay. So what does it mean when you dream about getting shot? 
the dream of being shot is a sign of having issues and problems that scarred or hurt you in your waking life. A dream of being shot also indicates your inner fears towards conflicts, arguments, and confrontations with your friends, family, colleague, or partner. What are you not telling me? <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Next question. Okay, now let's uh, see what, what it means to be stabbed, okay? Okay. When we dream about getting stabbed by someone, it doesn't mean that we will get killed. The act of stabbing is a metaphor that symbolizes betrayal. Who betrayed you and who are you not telling? Oh, do tell. Oh, I mean. Who betrayed you? How much time you got? <laughs> um, I had a dream about bad bugs last night. <laughs> See oh, do tell. Means. What um, happened in your bed bug dream? So there were, it was me and there were four other people in this like big bed. And like we weren't doing anything. We were just sleeping. You were Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> and... I don't know. Someone was like, oh, there's bed bugs. And we were like, no, we can't find them. But there were pillows in the middle of the bed. And we didn't think to move those because we're dumb. And that's Why weird. would you? That sounds yeah. really silly. <laughs> Why would you move the pillows? And it was like a straight line of pillows across the middle of the bed. And I was like, why don't we look under there? And we moved it and there's literally a pile of bed uh, bugs. Ugh, it was so gross. Um, I don't like that. Bed bugs are usually related to um, stress. To, oh, wait. Sorry. I read the wrong thing. <laughs> You're like, sorry, that was actually beetles. <laughs> um, bed bugs are driving crazy. Bed bugs are a common theme. It's basically just like if you think about it, if you think you have them, you're probably going to dream about them. Oh, that's fair. Well, we had a random... We found one bug, but it wasn't a bed bug, I don't think. I don't think so either. It kind of looked like a tick. And and the the worst part was that I was Googling, like, what what it, like, this bug. I took a picture of it, and I used the Google Lens. And it came up with three different bugs. One was a bed bug, one was a tick, and the other one was a form of roach. And Wait, like, you can do that with your phone? Yeah. Yeah, you can, uh, if you open Google, everyone <gasps> open your Google app right now, okay? Okay. Google search, and you see how there's a microphone and a camera next to it? <gasps> wow. Yeah. So if you click on that camera, and you point it Wait, at something. Go back. Wait, go back. Let me see yours. Uh, right there, the search bar. Oh, I don't have that. What do you mean you don't have that? I, I don't have that. Oh, weird. Well, I do. Well, can I see yours for a second? No. Oh. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Is that like a... <gasps> Whoa, cool. Yeah, so you pointed at different things. Like, say if you're... Hey, look, this is... You're a tabby cat. If you um take a picture of something, like, say, at the store, uh, it'll bring up, like, other things that could be what you're looking at. So, like, say if there's, I don't know, a holiday wreath that you really like... And you take a picture of it, it'll put it through Google and it'll find other other wreaths that look just like it. And like maybe it's a name brand one. You can find it at a certain store. Cool. Yeah. Wait, is this the Google app? Or yeah. did you just go into No, it's the Google app. Whoa. Yeah. So anyways, it said it was either a bed bug, a tick, or a cockroach. Yeah. 
Cool. Love all those options. Love all of that. I mean, we definitely didn't find any bed bugs. No. Thank And that didn't look like a cockroach. No. At all. No, but it was like one of, it was like a a regional. Maybe it was just a random bug saying hi. I would really like to think that because I just would rather not have bugs whatsoever in my apartment, in our apartment. Um, I was decorating the apartment uh, a couple days ago. I was in class. Oh, no. and Did you find another bug? And just listen to the story. Um, I found a bug. No. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, no, I was, um, I put my class on the screen, like the, the TV screen in the living room. And I decided to decorate. And when I was decorating, I noticed that like the light shades that are over top of all the lights on the ceiling. I was like, oh, those all have bugs in them. So I took down the light shades and I cleaned them out. Were there a lot of bugs in them? Yeah, there's quite a few. Were there any bugs that looked like the bug that we saw? No, they were all like fruit flies, which I think is just like inevitable for a lot of places, for a lot of people. But still unhappy about it, let me tell you. Gross. Anyways, can you tell us about one of your dreams or anything like that? I don't really, I don't remember any of my dreams. None of them? No. Hmm. Do you have any aspirations that you want to mention? <laughs> any dreams like that? <laughs> right. Um, I thought it would be cool to look up other weird stories like the one that you told us about. Yeah. Like the witchy story? Yeah. Like, what would that be? Um, look up? I watched this one. I can tell another story if you want. Like, this one's also kind of spooky. Yeah, do it. You have good stories. Okay, so this one I got from uh, Mr. Ballin, which is a YouTuber that I have recently really started to like. Um, he's got, like, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Like, he's all over the social medias. Uh, he's an ex-Navy SEAL who retired at the age of 27. I don't know why, but anyways, so he just started, he decided to start doing a social media times five channel where he just tells stories, um, that are like spooky, uh, the unsolved, like that kind of stuff. Mm. And the one that he was talking about was, uh, yesterday that I watched was called, um, do you know what a, a, I think it's called a divot box or a divot box? So a, a divot box, I think I'm pronouncing this uh, incorrectly. Can I Google it really quickly? Yeah. Okay. Um, divot box ghost. So I'm going to type in because I don't think it's divot. I think it's a divic. D-Y-B-B-U-K. So a divic box is something that um, spiritual... Uh, people like witches or uh, priests even, they will lock dark spirits or demons into these boxes that have been like unleashed onto the world. And if they attach themselves to a person and you really don't like, and you can't control it kind of thing, it's like this thing where they're able to put it into a box, kind of like Pandora's box. Okay. Uh, and then they lock it up and you're never supposed to open it ever again. And usually within this box, there are items that are also connected to this thing. So the story that I'm going to tell is specifically within the Dybbuk box, 
there was um, like a small uh, epitaph where it was in Jewish, I think. It said Shalom. Uh, and then there was like a fabric and then there was something else in it. I can't remember what it was. So anyways, the story goes, um, there was this, uh, antique store owner. Okay. And how he does his antiquing to find stuff for his store is that he'll go around to, um, estate sales. So like when somebody dies, uh, they have to sell these things because like, if they owe money or whatever. Um, yeah. if, if the family also just doesn't want this stuff too, it's like, you know, sell her old bed frame that nobody wants anymore. Anyways. So this guy goes to a, um, estate sale and he sees this really neat chest, like a kind of like a little jewelry box. Um, and it needs a key to get into it, but he's like, there's no key for it. And it was kind of like one of those locks on it, like on a briefcase where you move the thing to the left mm. and it clicks yeah. open. And so he's like, okay, cool. So he, he buys this thing and it was like, I don't know, like 20 bucks. And so he decides that he's going to put this into his, uh, antique store and he was going to like up the price on it. So he buys this box and he goes to his antique store. Now, his antique store is very small, so he only has one employee, and we'll call her Katie. Hey, Katie. Hey, Katie. How you doing? <laughs> um, and so he gets to the antique store, and he goes into the basement. It's kind of like one of those old basements where it's, like, unfinished. It's just concrete. Um, and he goes to the very back, and he puts the divot box on the workbench where they um, just fix things. Like, if they bought something really old and, like, the hinge is broken, they'll, like, tinker yep. it up. And this is where he decides that he's going to try and uh, remove the lock so that he can open the jewelry box so that he could um, see what's inside. Because there might be valuables. You never know. So he's down there and he can't figure out how to get into this lock and, until he decides that he's just going to break it. So he takes a flathead screwdriver and he jams it in and he cracks open the lock. And when, he, when that happens, the doors open. But when you open the doors, the mechanism within it open a drawer. So when you open the doors, the drawer comes out as well, and everything is displayed beautifully. But when he opens it, there's just an epitaph and a piece of fabric, and then there was something else that is just like, why is this in here? And he's like, um, whatever, I got something to do. So he puts it off to the side, and um, he goes upstairs, and he uh, the way that this place is built is when they're closed at night, they take the antiques that are like specifically valuable and they bring them into the basement and they have one of those metal cage doors that they can lock and it can only lock from the outside with a key that the owner of the store has. So he leaves and then Katie uh, remembers that she has to do something downstairs or she has to go and grab something. And so she goes downstairs, but first she locks the front door because she doesn't want people coming into the store when she's downstairs because yeah. you can't hear anything down there. And so she goes downstairs and she walks to the back of the room and um, they only have like those long fluorescent light bulbs oh, in there. The ones and that you have to like pull? Uh, well, there was, oh, a, there no, was a light switch. It was the long ones that like... Yeah, um, like the school ones. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, that's the only kind of light bulbs that they have down there. And, 
because they're in the middle of the shelving units that they have, it was really difficult for them to change these light bulbs. So they just kind of like let as many burn out as possible until it was like, okay, we have to replace them all now. Let's just do it now. Mm -hmm. And then the owner and Katie would do it. So Katie's downstairs and she's working on something. And then she hears this, um, like a broom fall over. And she's like, that's strange. So she looks and she can't see anything. Okay, whatever. So she goes back to collecting her things that she wants to bring up to the antique store. And, uh, and then she hears almost like, a, like when someone drags a chair across the floor. And she's like, that's really strange. Like there's nobody else in this building. Why am I hearing so many noises? And so she goes looking. And when she walks away from the back bench where she was collecting things, uh, she hears like metal banging on the floor behind her and it really freaks her out so she decides that she's she, I mean, she's done she's leaving um and so she starts walking quickly to the front and that's when she um picks up the phone that was in the basement because they had like a, a landline i guess and she was calling to tell her boss like hey um can you come back to the store i'm just having a little bit of difficulties with uh, some stuff downstairs. Like, I think there's somebody in the store with me. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. I'll be right there. So she goes back and she kind of, uh, glances around the corner, like thinking that there's something there. And that's when a chair gets pushed out from one of the shelves. And she's like, Oh my God. So then she turns around and she starts running because somebody just pushed, pushed a chair in the way. And when she starts running, all of a sudden these light bulbs start falling out of the (sighs) ceiling and shattering directly behind her. Now she thinks that there's someone behind her throwing glass at her. So she's just hightailing it like nobody's business. So she turns the corner. She goes to run up the stairs and that's when she sees that the metal cage door has been closed and locked from the outside. Now, the key to that lock was with her boss who left 15 minutes ago. So then she's standing at the at the cage door and she's freaking out. And so she calls her boss from her cell phone because now she's at the top of the stairs. She can have cell phone service. And she's calling and she's like, you have to get back here. There's somebody here. Uh, I'm locked in the basement. And, she, and he's like, whoa, what's going on? And freaking out for her. And, and then um, they get cut off or something like that. And uh, he finally gets back to the store about five, ten minutes later. And he goes and he unlocks the cage door and he's like this is so strange like this door can't be locked only i have a key and he looks down the stairs and katie's not there so um he walks down the stairs and he goes like around the corner and that's when he sees katie sitting in a chair facing down the long hallway where all this broken glasses and she's just stunned has no expression whatsoever on her face and um, he's like, Katie, like, what's going on? Like, what, what happened here? And she has no expression. She's just shocked. And he's like, Katie, did you do this? And he, and she looks at him and she's like, I can't believe you would think that I did this. And she stands up and walks out and she quits right then and there. Pretty much never sees her ever again. So then, um, he brings the div, the divot, divot, divot. <laughs> Let me just correct myself <laughs> dibbit I'm, so, I'm so into the story Dibbeck. okay so he takes the dibbit dibbit box upstairs to be sold and he puts it in the front window and about like 45 minutes later this young couple come into uh the antique store and they buy it and he's like cool done with it no need to worry anymore and 
uh, the next day, or like about a week later, I think it was, um, he was working in the back, and now he works by himself. Nobody else will work for him because Katie's gone. So he's in the back area, and he hears the front door open, and so he finishes what he's doing, and he comes back out to the front, and there's no one there. But this Dybbuk box is sitting in the middle of the floor with a note on it, and it says... This has some weird energy, and we don't want it anymore. So they, this couple, I'm assuming, just brought back this box. So he's like, okay. Uh, so he keeps the box in the store, and he doesn't know what to do with it. And um, he, he goes home that night, and that's when he gets a call that his mother is in the hospital. She had a heart attack. And uh, so he goes and visits with her and and that's when he starts thinking like I wonder if this is connected to the Divic box because up until this this time he doesn't think that anything has anything to do with this box he just thinks that it's a series of weird events yeah so then he decides that he's going to put this thing on eBay and he posts on eBay with it that this has some weird uh like things have happened with it since it's come into my uh, into my possession you know viewer discretion advised whatever rated R <laughs> and uh, these two kids, like 18 years old, they're in college. Um, they see this and they're starting to become interested in like investigating paranormal things. And so mm-hmm. this was like a big opportunity for them to buy or to have something. So they buy this Dybbuk box. And when it gets to them, uh, the first guy, because it's two guys, the first guy is home by himself and he gets this package. And so he takes it into the kitchen, he opens it up. And he's like staring at it in awe. And about 15 minutes later, his roommate comes home. And when his roommate walks in, he all he could smell was urine. Like it just smelled like human urine everywhere. Like downtown Toronto. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> so he walk, uh, He goes in and he's like, what is that smell? Like the, our place reeks. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I noticed that too. But like, look what came in the mail. And he's like, oh, cool. So then these guys decide what they're going to do is they're going to start vlogging every day like day one with the dybbuk box whatever and um sorry i just got a message um so they she's like don't pick up the box put the box back um and then so these guys they start uh documenting every day with this thing and first they started with bugs they just started noticing that there was a lot of bugs in their apartment Everywhere they went, there was just, like, an accumulation of different kinds of bugs. There was, like, crawling ones, flying ones, flies, like, just gross uh, bugs that are attracted to stink. You know what I mean? And they're like, that's really weird. And they go and they open up the Dybbuk box, and all of a sudden they just come pouring out of this thing because the odor is so bad. And then as time goes on, they started noticing that like their lights would turn off in their house for no reason. And then after the lights, the whole light situation started happening, then all of a sudden their light bulbs would just start bursting in the socket. And like thinking like it's a power surge, but they've never had this issue before. So then they just started buying like a lot of light bulbs because they were replacing them so often. So they yeah. just bought bulk packs. And then the um, guy who originally opened it, he started having like some serious mental issues. Like everywhere he would go, he would start um, seeing 
a person out of his peripherals. And it was both on his left side and his right side. Everywhere he went, everything he did, he always thought that he could see someone out of the peripherals of his eyes. And he was like freaking out. Now, he was the one that was suffering mentally, but his roommate started showing physical signs of stress. At the age of 18, he lost almost all of his hair and the hair that was that was still there turned completely gray. Like he aged so badly. And this is over the course of like three months. And so then all of a sudden they were like, um, because they were documenting this and then they just kind of decided like this was too much. Like we have to get rid of this thing. And so um, they put it up on eBay and this guy who owns a museum uh, sees it and he's like, yeah, I'm totally going to buy this thing off of eBay. Blah, 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 blah. I'm buying this thing. Gets it. Gets it in the mail. And he opens it in his office where there's like 15 other people who work in this office with him. And he opens this Dybbuk box and he, Dybbuk box. This is a really difficult (laughs) word. I'm so sorry. So he opens up this Dybbuk box and everyone's like, I don't like that thing. It's giving me weird vibes. Everyone's a vibe queen nowadays, you know, like whatever. So um, then... He's like, well, too bad, I'm keeping it. So he leaves it on the desk. And then over the course of like three days, this, everyone starts having issues with their computers. Where to the point where like the motherboard would fry and nothing can be recovered from these computers. And they're like, this is so strange. And it wasn't just one. It was everyone's computers, except for his, which is even more weird. Sabotage. Escandalo. Escandalo. And, um, and then... Uh, a couple days pass after that, and then and then all of a sudden, their light bulbs start bursting, like just the weirdest series of events that was like, like it was the same things that were happening to everyone, and then, um, the one night, oh, so then after all the light bulbs start bursting, his coworkers were like, "Get this thing out of here! We don't want it anymore. Like this thing is clearly trouble." So he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll get rid of it." So he puts it in the box in the box of his truck and the box of his truck has a cover so that he can keep stuff in and nobody can steal it so he goes home and uh he doesn't tell his wife anything he doesn't tell his son anything like he's just kind of like a whatever it happened at work nobody needs to know and then that night he goes to bed and then halfway through the night he wakes up and he's got like the most extreme form of sleep paralysis where he can't move just his eyes and he watches this figure walk up up the stairs into his bedroom and then come to the side of his bed like comes to his side of the bed and then uh she raises her gaze up to him and all of a sudden it's like the most petrifying woman he's ever seen like her skin is falling off her face just disgusting and uh, she goes and tries to gouge his eyes out with her thumbs. And, like, he's freaking out. And, like, he can feel everything. And it's excruciating. And then all of a sudden his wife is shaking him awake. And it was just a, a, it was just a dream. And uh, when he wakes up, he's like, oh, my God. I that was the most realistic dream I've ever had. Like, that was so crazy. And uh, uh, she's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Like, you know, it was just a bad dream. Go back to sleep now. So he goes back to sleep and he wakes up the next morning and he looks in the mirror and his eyes are entirely bloodshot. Like the, the whites of his eyes are completely red and even the outside of his eyes look like he got punched in the face, like somebody was putting pressure on his eyeballs. 
So he's like, that's so strange. Like, I don't know what this is. Uh, and he doesn't connect it to the Dybbuk box. Like, that's one thing that is, like, a reoccurring role with this Dybbuk box is nobody expects it to be this box. So then he goes to work and his employees are, like, notice that he looks, like, terrible. And they're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I just had a terrible sleep last night. And they're like, yeah, um, I think you should get rid of that Dybbuk box. Like, I, I think you should get rid of that chest that you bought. That's what it was. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then he gets a text message from his wife. You need to get home right now. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And she's like, you, you just have to see this. And so he runs home and his son has like locked himself in a closet and is like freaking out. And he's like, what is like, what is happening? And like, apparently he just has this psychotic breakdown and that's when he tells his wife, okay, I have to tell you something. Like, this box is, like, I own it. I have it, and it's in my possession, whatever. So she's like, you need to get rid of this thing. So what they do is they drive out to one of their rental properties that they own, and they leave the box in there, and they come back to their house, and that's when they decide that they're going to backtrack where this box originally came from. So then he ends up getting the contact information of the antique store owner who originally got it from the estate sale, and he's like, I have had nothing but bad things happen since I own this thing. And um, he's like, yeah, I totally understand. Like, and he's like, I need to know where this box came from. And he goes, it was an estate sale. So he's like, I'm going to come and meet you because they were like neighboring counties. And uh, they go to this estate. And when they knock on the door, this old lady answers it. And they're like, hi, we bought a... Um, a jewelry box from an estate sale a couple months back, like almost a year now, I guess. And they're like, um, we just want to know like what's going on. And this woman goes, Oh, um, did you open it? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, you really shouldn't have done that. Like, she's really just like shrugging it off. Like you really messed up. Sorry. Can't help you. And they're like, well, no, like we need to know how to fix this. And she's like, the only way to fix this is you need to call a rabbi. And she's like, they're like, what, what would a rabbi do for us? And she goes, well, originally, like, this is from the Ukraine. And when I was younger with the owner of this box, uh, we lived in, in the Ukraine together. We were childhood friends. And we used to like doing uh, seances. And when they, you know, they had a quilt that they stitched all together, like the four people that did this. Mm -hmm. And then they would hold a crystal that was attached to a chain. And that's how they would do a Ouija board in this seance that was on a quilt that they created. And one night in particular, um, and nothing ever happened. Like, but one night something did happen where the chain stayed pin straight and the crystal would point at different areas. And all it would say was, let me free, let me free. And then all this negative stuff started happening to them. And that's when they called a rabbi and they locked this demon in the Dybbuk box. And now it was sold to you. And we don't know what to do now because you need to hire a rabbi. So anyways, they end up hiring the rabbi and it's a happily ever after. The demon's gone. But when I was listening to this story last night alone, I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Oh. And now that Crazy. I've talked for the duration of the podcast. I'm very entertained right now, though. I'm like fully into this. Did the guy's hair grow back? 
I think so. Well, that was another part of the story that I kind of left out too, was that, that the um, sleep paralysis that the one guy had, it was this, in comparison in what they were talking about, the first person, the antique store owner, had a dream as well that this woman with skin on her face that was falling off uh, was crossing a street in front of his shop and then saw him and then like ran up to him and started scratching his face off. And then he started showing like scratch marks on his back and like that kind of stuff. So like he had that, I just didn't want to backtrack when I was telling the story because I thought that would ruin it. Oh. Yeah. That but that's the kind of stuff story. that I listen to before bed. So that's probably why I'm having nightmares. Right? Maybe that's why you're, um, you're so active in dreaming too. I think so. Actually, they say that you're not supposed to be watching television, what is it, two hours before bed because your eyes need to, uh, need a break? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, Do you want to tell a nice story now? Like, I wish I had something fun and, like, creepy to tell you, but I don't really have anything. Um, to switch things up, it's December. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. Ghost stories and December 6th is uh, this podcast. I can't believe it's December already. I know. Like absolutely cannot believe it. But we're almost done school. This is the first time we talked about school on this episode. I know, right? How's anyone going to know? That's what we do. Right? I'm done soon. Next week, Wednesday, I'm done. That's so exciting. I, I just handed in, sorry, I need to fix my, I'm trying to sit back and my microphone is falling. Um, I just handed in my second last assignment on Friday and I am so relieved, Mm -hmm. but now we're going into the next semester and I'm like, oh no, that's going to be my (laughs) reoccurring nightmare now. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. How about you? What's, uh. I have one that I have to hand in tonight. Um, and then it's just, I have to make a website. What are <laughs> you going to use? It's just taking a very long, I don't even know. I don't know. I haven't looked at the thing yet. Just use WordPress. I, I think find that's, that's what the we're easiest. using. I think we're using WordPress. I think, I think the idea behind it is we have to make a website that promotes what we've made so far in the class. Mm. Is this for multi-platform storytelling? No, this is for um, professional writing. Digital design studio. Oh, fun. Yeah. So I'm like, it should be it should be straightforward. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> but don't um, like, and I say this with all the love in my heart. Um, creating a website, even with WordPress, is still like it takes some time because there's a lot of like placement and like understanding like how yeah. to get to one or the other. So I will start that tonight. I think it's due on Wednesday, I think. So, we'll see. It'll be fine. You're fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's all fine. It's all good. It's fine. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's very nice. Uh, I found out that I only have three final exams. Nice. Yeah. And one of them's kind of a joke, so technically only two. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if I mentioned that I had to host a seminar. Did I tell you about that? Yes. Okay, so it was on the Canadian Cancer Society. Yes. 
And I was like, okay, cool. I got to do Canadian Cancer Society stuff. I've thought of nothing but Canadian Cancer Society. Very, very hard-hitting stuff. Um, Not going to lie. Up until the point where we were actually putting on the seminar, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, I got a guest speaker to come in and talk about crisis communications. And uh, I got a 92. Nice. Considering that I had no idea what I was talking about. I feel like the projects that you spend so much time on and like you know what you're doing, you get worse marks than what you do if you're like, I did this last minute. Mm hmm. And I have no clue what I'm doing and I still don't understand. Well, that was even kind of funny with the podcast uh, assignment that I just did. I was Mm -hmm. like, we didn't care whatsoever. Did you present that one already? Yeah. And every week, so far, well, I guess it's only been two weeks, but every, after every class, um, my prof comes up and he's like, you guys did so good on yours. I'm like, that was last week. Like, you can't talk about our assignment anymore. You have Aww. to talk about theirs. Did you get a mark for that one? No, I don't think so. But the thing, 100%. he marks so strange. Okay. Like, he'll be like, you did so well. Like, this was so well written. Kudos. Really loved it. Six. You get it back. And it's like a 72. You're like. What? Why? Where did 28% go, sir? Tell me. Yeah, because you were just raving about my 99% podcast, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really know what to do. Hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, what else do I have? So I have nonprofit public relations, final exam. I have... Investor relations, uh, final exam, and multi-platform storytelling, final exam. Okay. And investor relations is, like, probably the biggest pain in the butt because it's, like, balance sheets and stuff like that. Like, hmm I have one exam in history of music, but I've been doing well in that class so far, so I'm not really yeah. worried about it. My friend uh, found out that his final exam for his, um, what is it called? The elective. Uh, it's only worth like 10% or 15% of his final grade. Really? He's like, yeah, he has like a 97% overall average right now. He's like, I'm just not even going to write it. I don't care. It's like uh, the class itself is a joke. Like the first 35 minutes of class every week is like an emotional check-in. Like they enter the Sapphire room. All during class. But all 45 of them enter the Sapphire room and talk about <laughs> it at the same time. It's like, yeah. And the slides he showed me for a three-hour class, 93 slides. And by the end of class, she got through seven. And she's like, okay, well, your homework now is to review the rest of the slides and do the, the uh, additional readings. And the additional readings are like 30 pages each, and she'll give like four. I'm like... Like, what are you doing, lady? And then has the nerve, the audacity to say, how's everyone doing today? How's everyone feeling? Let's do an emotional check-in. Lady, shut up. Ma'am, teach. let's get into class because I don't have time to read this stuff outside of class time. Yeah, exactly. Like, teach us something. It's not even mine, and I'm, I'm like, livid about it. So, I will say, though, there's some classes I've never done the readings, and I am doing really well, so... So, do I do the readings? Well, I didn't. 
And I haven't. And you got like a 98. It's so funny. I don't know what my average is, though. I don't know. It's so funny. Your grades are so, like, good. Yeah, I better get a scholarship. I hope so. If not, I'm letting it drop to 80s. Let it be 80s. I think you will. You have to. I gotta. I'm thinking that maybe when all the final marks are out, that's when they'll start releasing scholarships and Mm -hmm. stuff. Because for a lot of them, it's like you have to be in good academic standing. So, and they won't know that until, like, what if I bomb the exam? Then I'm not in good academic standing anymore. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're expecting you to um, kiss Professor Butt. You know, maybe. brown nose. Mm-hmm. But that's not the Michaela Todd way. That's not how you make it work. No, make it work. To catch up on all my discussion posts that I haven't done. <laughs> You're not going to do next it next week, problem. What? You're not going to do it. Hundred percent, I will. You know why? Because I'm a pusher. I push <laughs> people. A pusher. I thrive. <laughs> I get stuff done. I get stuff done. Yeah. Anyways, can't wait. Really not looking forward to these last few assignments, but I'm really excited to not work, uh, to not have to go to class anymore. Amen. I want to wake up and I want to watch a movie in the morning because I can. <laughs> I want to watch a Christmas movie I in the morning. A Christmas movie. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, that's really difficult because, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, classic ones, and I don't want to be... Okay, like, if you were here by yourself right now, and you're like, I have some hot cocoa, because obviously you have hot cocoa, and you have, like, I don't know, something yummy that you're eating, and you're like, I'm going to throw on a movie. What would you throw on? It has to be a Christmas movie. Um... I think probably like Jim Carrey's How the Gi- How the Grinch Stole Christmas and um, Griswold uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think those are. But the only I only like Christmas Vacation because my mom really likes it, <laughs> yeah. and like she's really pushed it, and she's like she'll watch it like five times a day for like. Two weeks up until Christmas. Holy, that's maybe a lot. even maybe even like once in July she'll watch <laughs> it. Like she loves this movie so much. So I think that's, that's why so I watch funny. it. It's like, yeah. what about you? What's your favorite? I don't know if this is my favorite, but I really enjoy watching it. It's the holiday with um, Cameron Diaz and um, Jude Law. It's like, oh, where it's like all those stories that kind of cross sw- over. No, well, I think you're thinking of Love Actually, but oh, um, yeah, I am. I totally. It's am. basically they're like one of the girls is from L.A. and one of them is from London. Oh yeah, and they like and they switch, switch lives. houses. Yeah, yeah. For the holidays. That's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. I watched a new one last year. About, it was like um. They have like a holiday. Oh, I think it's called holiday, where it's like oh, this person yeah, has yeah. a date that they take to all of their holiday gatherings with their family, and then they don't talk to each other until the next holiday. So it's like after Christmas, they're like, "All right, see you at Valentine's Day." Like that's it, or like St. Patrick's Day. Fun. Or if they have like a wedding that's coming up, they call it like, "Hey, I have a wedding to go to. Can you be my date?" Yes, hundred percent. Fun. And they only date for that, uh, for that specific date. And let me guess, did they end up falling in love, and then they were. And then he was probably like, I always want you to be my date or something. Oh, you watched it too. 
Is that how it ended? I think so. Of course it did. I think it ended in a mall. I think I need to write a cheesy Christmas movie because I'm just good at calling, I'm just good at calling the storylines. You just get it. I just get it. We watched um, Christmas Chronicles, number one and two. What's that? Um, it's just like a, like a lame Christmas movie. Oh. Um, they, they, they sneak up on Santa one night and they like end up in the North Pole and they're trying to save Christmas cause they basically ruined it and like, you know. Yeah. Um. I forgot the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yeah. One and two. I don't really care three for three because three goes downhill. Three's bad. Yeah. But definitely the first one for sure. I have never wanted a chocolate or a hot fudge sundae so badly than af- than while watching that damn movie. Mm-hmm. He makes it look so good. I'm just like, oh. And it has to be in one of those fancy glasses too. Mm-hmm. Hot fudge sundae. I want it more than I want Tim Beebs right now. Are you going to go get Tim Beeps? No. Yeah, you are. Yeah, are you going to get merch? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I really want the toque. Tim Beeps. Do they just sell them at any of the Tim Hortons? Yeah, they come in a box. Fun. Yeah. Like the hat comes in the box too? Oh, no, you have to buy the merch separately. I saw somebody bought Tim Beeps, the hat, the fanny pack, and the tote bag, and it was like $90. So I'm guessing that each of the merch things are $30 each. Yeah. And the Tim Beebs are negative uh, $4. So they'll give you $4 if you get Tim Beebs. Um, I see people trying to sell that online. People are selling empty Tim Beebs boxes with crumbs online for $90,000. And how are they getting that? Are they actually selling it? I don't know. Because if that's the fact, then you got to pick up some extra so we can make some money. Honestly, I will. Like, pick up two hats or something. Just because. I kind of want the fanny pack, too. Yeah. I think it's cute. I don't want the tote bag. I think that's weird. I want the toque. <laughs> I think the, tote, the fanny pack. I think the tote bag's weird. I have a lot of fanny packs, too. Mm-hmm. Like I have no business having this many fanny packs. Yeah, that's true. And I never see you use a fanny pack. Never. I always have a backpack. Mm-hmm. Backpack. Backpack. Huh. Anyways, we should probably uh, uh, enter the sapphire room and get the heck out of here. Okay, yeah. Okay, close your eyes. Ooh, I'm seeing a, like a navy blue. Mm, fun. And I actually looked up colors today, so I can tell you what it means. <clears throat> navy blue Welcome is... Welcome to the sapphire. Welcome to the sapphire. Blue is linked to love... Loyalty, security, trust, and intelligence. Wrong. Lola's right here, you Brussels sprout. <laughs> and what That's are you? Fun. What are you? I'm feeling like a pea green, like you know, like pea pods. Okay, well, here's the thing. It doesn't give me like that. Okay, I think green. Color. I feel green. Okay. And so, lust. Um, money, growth, fertility, freshness, and healing. Oh. But then on the negative side, envy, jealousy, and guilt. Yeah, I feel all those things. And my negative negativity one is coldness, fear, and masculinity. <laughs> You're feeling masculine. I don't know if I'm feeling masculine. Maybe you are messing with my vibe. 
I have never. Your masculinity I'm, is I'm ruining not even that masculine. <laughs> <laughs> As I laugh like a woman. <laughs> um, that's fun. Yeah. All right. Let's exit. Let's exit the uh, sapphire room. I love sound effects. <laughs> okay. Well, Michaela Todd, if people want to find you on the social medias, where are they going to find you? You can go to at Michaela Todd, and that's M-I-C-H-A-L-A-T-O-D-D. And Mike, where are they going to find you? If you would like to find me on Instagram, you can find me at M-I-C-1515. And if you would like to find Michaela Todd and Michael Jenkins and possibly Jack the Cat uh, on social media, you can find us at OK Hear Me Out. That's O-K-A-Y. Hear me out. Thanks for joining, everyone. Thank you for joining. Um, I'm going to write down my dreams from now on. Please do. Right, start a dream journal. Okay, I'm going to start a dream journal when I'm done school. Okay, deal. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.